welcome to our podcast. Just another F word. I'm Ellie. And I'm Ella. And welcome back. I know it's been a couple of weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. We did post on our social media, but we've had a little bit of... We've been practicing what we preach. Yeah, self-care. Yeah. Self-love. Because I guess the thing is, is that it's a reminder that as much as we love to do the podcast, Mm -hmm. we are also um, doing mahi 24-7. I mean, we shouldn't be doing it 24-7. We should be doing it 8-5. Yeah. Um, Not even that. Technically 9-5. No, I mean like eight hours a week. Oh, oh eight hours a day. <laughs> but we should also not be doing eight till five um, or seven till seven. Like those are numbers we should not be doing. Anyway, math. But, <laughs> but um, we were looking at recording last week and we'd had like a really hectic day and we just were like, mm, shall we not? And we said, Yes, we shan't. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up going to uh, Mexico and that kind of started, not Mexico, the country. <laughs> During a pandemic. Oh, no. To those who um, know it, Mexico is a, um, like a brand or a... Yeah, it's like a chain. Chain, that's mm. the word, um, of restaurants in um, Aotearoa and probably other places, but I just know it from Aotearoa. No, yeah, um, so who knows? Live love. But we went there. We went there and um, had, had some a food. Had a mocktail. We did have a mocktail. Didn't have alcohol. That came later in the week. It did come later in the um, week, which was great. So we had some time for us. We did. Really, really important. Mm. And it's just recognizing, like, actually, that's okay to do. Take yeah. a little bit of a break. Take a step back. Enjoy mm. yourself. Whatever you need to do, because yeah, we do work pretty hard, mm. and this is like an extra, and we yeah. love it. Yeah. But sometimes it's just like, actually, I need to do something a little bit different. And the justification was hilarious because we were like, who even waits for our Thursday releases anyway? Um, if you do, please comment and let us know because that really feeds us. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. How are you feeling after a week of kind what? of some more selfie care things? Well, we've also had like Anzac Day, so we've had a long weekend mm-hmm. as well. Um, but, you know, all right, I guess. Good. Um, I'm trying to think of what I did. I don't know. I've got to start practicing it a bit more. I eh? like, I've got too much shit on in my life. Mm. Probably should slow down somewhere. I agree. Yeah. But I don't know where, so. Carry on. <laughs> so I'm just going to just see how it goes. And it's quite nice um, being able to do this with you because you'll recognize if it's like, you're like, no, we can just stop this yeah. week. So we kind of call each other out on it, so. Yeah, no, it's I'm good. Right. It's good to have someone who can keep you accountable yeah. and that kind of gets it as well. Because that's one of the hardest things sometimes when mm-hmm. you're trying to set in time for you and self care or like boundaries or whatever. Mm. Is people can react quite badly to it. Oh yeah. And then it's that whole guilt and responsibility that drags mm. you into it. But you're just going to end up burnt out. Yeah. So it's very cool to be able to practice this stuff with mm. someone who actually gets it and isn't going to yeah. be like, you're a fucker. You're a fucker. Well, it's because we were looking at it last week and we were both feeling a bit like, ooh, um, and it was on Monday and we felt like it was a Thursday. And um, then we found something that had come up on um, Instagram about like capitalist culture and how yeah. within capitalist culture you have to like keep pushing yourself. Like you should be doing that hard grind, you know. Mm-hmm. And we hear it and we see all these slogans and especially like 
I said all the time being in like business with myself, um, how I'll see like other wahine who are posting going, yeah, you just got to do the grind, you know, do those long hours this time for the first two years and then 10 years time, it'll be fine. I'm like, nah, I'm only going to be this age this year. Mm-hmm. Don't know if I really want to do that. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's been quite interesting. And it kind of feeds in even into like sleep patterns and everything. Oh like my gosh. Like, and then colonization and there's lots yes. of stuff, but how capital like makes you feel like you need to work these hours yes. and that's it and if you're not doing that it's a failure and it's like actually maybe we're not set up to do that and actually like yeah making money shouldn't probably just be our pure goal no like but I feel like that could be no. a whole other it could episode. be a whole episode because I was going because I quite like napping but anyway <laughs> that's a whole other episode how are you going I'm doing good yeah. kind of similar I think I'm also quite hectic and recognizing yeah. like that my probably general levels of, I don't know, of just anxiousness are a little bit high. So it's really taken that time to try and slow down. And it's particularly hard when you're feeling like that to take the time. Yeah. So it's been, it's been positive helping you, as I said, mm-hmm. with you helping me to like kind of yeah. forcing me to be like, nah, yeah, it's good take a break. It's good because neither one of us will say that to each, like ourselves, ourselves but yeah. we'll say it like, you need to fucking take a break, bitch. <laughs> you know, it's That's been good. great. That's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, highlight of last week was we've come up with a new slogan um, or a catchphrase. You'll hear me always say, live, love, laugh. My new one is gobble, gobble, bitch. <laughs> um, love that because I texted Ella last week and I was like, oh, fuck, you know. Um, my courts count like my court date's been cancelled, but I look like a fucking snack. Mm-hmm. And Ella's like gobble gobble, and I was like, yeah, gobble gobble, bitch. So um, we'll probably hear that a lot at the moment. I'm glad that you provided like a backstory. <laughs> instead, yeah. instead of just like one like moment, yeah, gobble gobble, gobble, gobble bitch. bitch, and you're like, what? I actually feel like that is like so <laughs> significant for this particular episode yeah, of the podcast is. as oh, well. Fuck it is. It gobble is. gobble, like it's fantastic because quite exciting for this one um but we're going to be talking about porn today in today's episode which is a big topic i also want to set the scene because we're like surrounded by like all of my like beautiful plants we've got like a monstera a peace lily there's like lots of things going on and i imagine this would be really like fun erotica podcasting if you just did it naked and then just had like the monstera across your boobies and then like the peace peace lily Lily. in front of your like just my nips yeah across your nips cover anything more so i'm just setting the scene for you we're actually not naked but i feel like we could be um but yeah we could photoshop that anyways uh that's a whole (laughs) another thing i think it's interesting because you've been wanting to talk about porn for a long time especially ethical porn yeah and it's um we had a, it's quite interesting because you'll bring up ethical porn in different areas of your life mm. and different people will react to it. Some people are like, no, 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 ethical porn, and they go, whoa, kind of they freak yeah. out. Um, and then some people are like, oh yeah, okay, let's have this conversation yeah. about it. And then some people are like, you pay for your porn? Yeah. Like what? As if it's like a real yeah. shock. And you're like, yeah. Have you ever thought about maybe what you're doing when you're not paying for yeah. it? Yeah. Who's? Yeah. yeah but then exactly. it kind of, it leads into an even bigger conversation eh, mm-hmm. about like what our relationship with porn is. Um, what our relationship with sex is. Yeah, you know? exactly. And particularly like, well, for lots of different relationships, but then um, per- as, you know, we're going to probably talk a lot about from heterosexual, like, yeah. man and woman having sex um, point of view as well. Um, but the kind of impact that porn has had on men mm-hmm. and then their sexual relationships with women and mm-hmm. also how it impacts women and what they think of around what sex should be. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, there's just no other 
education out there. So porn is the place that people go and learn about sex, which actually is nuts when you think about it because yeah. it's like the most unrealistic thing exactly. ever. So strap on. Yeah. Ah! Ah! Gobble, gobble. Uh, gobble, gobble as we um, delve into this world and a conversation around porn, yeah. pornography. So to get it started, yeah, Ellie, yeah. I was yeah. thinking a good way would be to have a little reflection on mm-hmm. when was the first time that you saw porn. If you can, have you got mm. a particular moment moment that you remember being like, oh, like being shown it or something like that? I remember, yeah, actually, I was probably a little bit. I was say I was about to. Say, I was a little bit older, fourteen. So not really that old. So I was a little bit older. I um remember going to my friend's house and um she showed me a magazine filled with um naked pictures Mm -hmm. of mainly women and it was her brother's magazine and um and then we took photos of these and then we sent them to boys in our like friendship group and i was like what are we doing like now i look at it and i'm like you mm. you were spreading porn. I was distributing porn like I should have like got a cut somewhere <laughs> in it. and I remember thinking oh this is what women look like this is what women are meant to look like mm. and um which like just goes into a whole yeah. nother conversation around yeah. like um body image and stuff like mm-hmm. that but I was like oh okay and realistically um magazines aren't really the way people are going these days it's not a penthouse hidden under a mattress anymore is it no if we've kind of shifted hasn't it into more like online and stuff because it's just so much more accessible but like obviously old school porn you're looking at magazines or maybe like even dvds yeah um yeah oh the the, um when you went to like uh the blockbuster or the video store and there was that the weird room at the back with the little um those little chain things. Yeah, 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 yeah. You knew that if you walked in there, it's gonna transform yeah. your world. Yeah. yeah. What about you? When was the first time you? Um, the first time I remember being like seeing porn, um, was when I was on this like school trip. I must. I'm thinking I might have been like ten or eleven. Mm. Um, and went on this school trip. Um, and it was like an outdoor adventure thing, and you went for a few days, like with mm. everyone in your year. So it's like all the boys, and you met up with other schools as well mm-hmm. um but i remember being on the back of the bus because you're a cool kid yeah absolutely cool, cool kids kid. are at the back of the bus um and it was before i'd gone to high school so yes i must have been younger than 12 um but then this video got like shared around on someone's phone and like it was really old school phones at that point i was gonna say who like, had data but it was like yeah i remember it being very strange i think mm-hmm. it was like a series of photos maybe potentially oh, as yeah. well but um yeah and You've it was made a montage in your yeah head like that, yeah. Uh, yeah totally um, and that was the first time that, and it was mm. on someone else's phone and everyone was like sharing it around obviously like laughing and it was, but I remember being quite like, Oh, mm. don't really know what to make of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, then you mirror your reaction to how everyone else oh, around yeah. you, you just laugh, reacting. don't like, you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know what porn is. Yeah. I watch porn every day. How many times do you watch it, Timmy? Oh, you watch porn like 32 times. Yeah. I do it 48. Like, you know, <laughs> know. you're always one upping to try. So people don't realize that actually this is like a shock thing. Yeah. For you. Well, I don't think I then ever, I don't think I watched actually porn probably then until I was like. Probably until I was at university. Yeah, I like, remember going to a party and we we went. I went to a party once. Sorry if anyone who went to that party with me remembers this, <laughs> but we we got real drunk and we were like, it must have been like second year uni, mm. and um and then someone decided let's put on a pirate porno, mm-hmm. and I was like, what are we doing? Yeah, in a group like, setting. There yeah, we are. you know. 
didn't turn into a sex party, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, but it yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. I, I think, like, it's interesting then, eh? Because, like, I think, I think for me, mm. there was quite a lot of, um, a little bit of shame around watching mm. porn. Like, I didn't quite know what to make of it. Yeah. I remember kind of, as I started to watch more porn at university and, like, masturbating more and that kind of stuff, mm. that I came across stuff that I really didn't want to see mm-hmm. because it just kind of comes up and you mm-hmm. you know and if you go on like your regular porn sites like yeah. Pornhub or something like that like Red Tube yeah Red Tube like there's a lot of um there's a lot of stuff on there that's pretty like hardcore and you might come oh, across yeah. it like accidentally and it's actually I think for me I like I found that quite intense and was just like fuck like but yeah hardcore, but the hardcore porn's also like the um almost becoming like the standard well that's what i mean yeah it was like like, quite what should be regular poor and even the language like some of the language that's used to like describe it was just like quite like confronting and i guess i felt like a lot of it was quite degrading towards women in particular and it definitely a lot of the porn that i was like seeing them was really very male centered around you know around male pleasure yeah um yeah it kind of created a weird relationship with well, it it's, yeah it's quite interesting because i think about when i started looking at porn and like when i was more understanding of it and i still like really just shows your age eh? is like i still went to like books or mm. um literotica and stuff like that like mm. i still needed and it's all because i'm a visual person and an imagination but even those kind of things the mm. things that were coming up that were like the hot stories were like um like voyeurism oh, yeah. or um or naughty daddy or like oh, those yeah. kind of things like incest um bondage um mm. but no consent with it like those kind of stories were popping up too mm. and i always thought i was like this just doesn't like it's all that taboo stuff but it also doesn't like work in parallel mm. to um what my understanding of what sex should mm. be because also whilst whilst we're like raised on and there are generations underneath us that are raised on pornography right we're also raised on the romance of the movies that we're getting through hollywood which are like sweep you off your feet and this is so romantic and mm. so it's that parallel and you wonder how sometimes people don't mash it in their minds that you know the you know the constants the intensity the um jealousy all of that that happens in the movie in Hollywood mm. and that doesn't show the sex scene because you can't um, and then you go cut it to the pornography and how you wouldn't link those two together yeah. and how that can be really detrimental to how young people are growing up and understanding what sex is yeah totally there's such a huge gap isn't there mm-hmm. potentially towards what you might see in porn yeah. and the kinds of acts that are performed in porn and then like you said the kind of more storytelling like mm-hmm. romantic which is, nah. there's a lot of problems there as well. Like, yes, um, yes, yes. But I think, like, if we think about the kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. just from our experiences of porn and then from kind of vague conversations and, like, also looking into it and things, I think some of the big issues that kind of come up around porn are some of the... Well, I think what we're seeing in mm. our mahi is, like, some of the acts which are then performed yeah. because they're seen in porn, which are actually quite... Extru- they're, like, you know, yeah. more on that extreme end. And it's not to be like kink shaming at all no not at all friggin be kinky as you want yeah but the issue often is that there's an expectation and there's a lack of understanding around consent yeah. and sometimes well, often in porn those conversations aren't had yeah and there's nowhere else for people to get their information from yeah i have a um i have like a little story i don't know if i should share i'm gonna share it anyway 
Sorry for the person who I'm sharing. Um, get excited. Um, so I have this friend of a friend um, and he had just have started having sex with this um they're both young people. I was about to say this young woman, and that mm. sounded weird. But this young woman, um, and I remember he would come back to the flat and be like, look at this, I am a god. And he would show off his hickeys, and he would just say, like, yeah, she's been screaming for, like, this long, and look at the scratches that I got from her. And he would be very um, brass with mm. what that um, their, their sex life is. And I'm also saying, I'm like, talk about your sex life. Like, mm. I want to hear details if you want to share the details. Not because I'm a creep, but because I feel like we need to start talking about sex. And, mm-hmm. and I was li- sitting, listening to him and I was like, yeah, she's watched porn. Mm. Because all the things that she was, um, not saying that he isn't good, but he's also young. And um, his, you know, yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> and so the, 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 all the nuances that she was bringing, like the scratching, mm. the screaming out his name, the screaming for long periods of time, instantly orgasming when a penetration happened. <laughs> all of those things are things that we see in pornography. Mm. And I knew at that moment when he was telling me that story was that she has, learned that this is what men want mm. in from porn mm. and it was really sad to mm. kind of hear that because mm. i was just like and so i had to have that conversation he goes no 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 oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm like yeah 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 you've got an inflated sense of ego but what ifs mm-hmm. um and them not knowing that actually like that's the detriment that um mm. we're seeing eh? mm. like we um in pornography, it's often not talked about consent, you know? No, no. You know, there's no no discussion of, like, do you want this? Do you like this? It's like, yeah, you like this kind mm. of thing. It's very aggressive in some ways. Mm. Um, it's, you know, women are depicted as just almost an object to for that person to release their sexual desires on. Like, there's no... There's no real understanding of female pleasure for a woman yeah. in, in pornography. No, especially in like a lot of the mainstream kind of yeah. porn that's like out there a lot of the time. Like yeah. there's some amazing, and we will talk about it even more, but there's some really, really good like mm-hmm. more ethical porn sites and amazing porn directors and stuff where those things come through much, much yeah. more clearly. Um, but, you know, your bog standard, like, no, porn like, isn't really going to demonstrate no, that. No, he, he goes down on her for, like, two seconds, she comes, because mm. that's obviously how it works. Mm. And then and then it's just like, then the rest of it's just him doing yeah. whatever he needs to get his end, right? Yeah. And even, like, because it's not even necessarily... The issue is that there's nothing else to teach people. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know absolutely nothing against hard pork more hardcore pornography or like Mm. whatever you know that's all that's you've got to have different things and people have got different tastes but it's the there's nothing else that people can learn from and people are going to porn as their source of like learning about how to have sex and it's like this is not a good place to learn how to have sex this is not realistic because if we go back to like every single episode we've ever talked about sex and i always bring it up as that in whatever culture that we're living in and whatever place in this world that we're living in, we are ashamed already to talk about sex. Sex has always been Mm. a hidden thing between air quotes, man and wife, you Mm. know, that is meant to be in a bedroom Mm. again, air quotes. Mm. And so people don't talk about sex. So if we're not talking about good sex, we're not going to talk about bad sex. And so people need to learn about sex somewhere. Yeah. 
And so where do they learn? Oh, totally. Because we don't, you know, we do young people a disservice, mm-hmm. uh, like a disservice by not did teaching get, them. Did you get sex ed at school? Oh, I mean, we had sex ed, but it was all about like STIs and how to put a condom on, you know, like it was yeah, nothing. Yeah, we didn't have sex. Well, I like, hopefully none of my teachers are listening. It'd be really weird if any of my teachers mm. were listening. But we didn't get sex ed. Like, I don't remember learning anything about sex education at school. Not even like stuff about STIs mm. or... Um, how to put a condom on. I lit- did not learn about how to put a condom on at my college. Mm-hmm. Like, we should have. Yeah. But I didn't learn. Well, it was all about, like, shaming. Like, you will have children if you have sex. Oh, like, like oh, from that quote God. from Mean Girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. will have sex and you will die. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah. literally that. It was, like, fear-mongering rather than actually yeah. having good conversations around it. And I don't think things have really, like, improved at all. Like... It's just one of those topics that people find really, really difficult to talk about. Yeah. And it just forces young people to go online. And we're online younger and younger now. So yeah. people are, wi- like, there's so much research that shows that, you know, children as young as eight are seeing porn and being exposed to porn. So actually, we need to have these conversations super early on. Yeah. And then talk about, like, consent and bringing issues around, um, you know, like, obviously around protection and using mm-hmm. protection and use it you know because even that stuff never comes through porn and no. that's fine that isn't no, probably the, the de- place no no the delivery man comes <laughs> you're cleaning the oven and then he's just put his dick in you like there is <laughs> no consent there is no conversation around protection there's no um there's just no conversation yeah and, and i don't know if that i don't know if porn is the place to have that i think no. i think there's like it almost needs to be and like it needs to be in schools or in like oh, education, yeah. you know. But we also need to there there needs to be some expectations around pornography. In um, I get that it's a fantasy because mm. of pizza delivery. Every time pizza is delivered to my house, mm. he does not put his dick in me, and I'm <laughs> I'm just like each time I'm going, is it going to happen this time? I don't know. How do I tell my partner this happened? <laughs> but it's that um, it's that mentality that. This is what happens when you have sex every single time. Mm. And then it gives an unrealistic expectation for women on how they have to react. Yeah. So if women are in any, if that's what they know and that's how they've learned about sex, Mm -hmm. then they just expect that, yeah, you know, I should take it. I should do it the way he wants. Yeah. That this is what sex is. This is how love is. Yeah. And for boys, it teaches them that actually yeah every single girl likes to be choked every single girl likes it rough um it's totally fine for me to um go from vaginal sex to anal sex to then oral sex because that's what i'm told Mm. that people like it's okay to just come on her face because she'll like it it's like i remember listening to a really interesting like interview not that long ago Mm. and a young and a man was um talking about his experiences of pornography and it was really sad because one of the things he said was he was like he grew up watching porn and he genuinely thought women liked to have to have come squirt on their face with an orgasm like he genuinely thought that and it wasn't until he got into a sexual relationship that he realized oh but that's actually like we're doing such a disservice Mm -hmm. to both women because then it's Mm -hmm. like that happens without their consent yeah um and also young men because they then believe that that's what's expected of them too and then they do it and it's like and it creates a really weird Dynamic. I think I think a really weird relationship with yeah. sex too. I mean, you talk yeah. about like there's lots of um, men that will talk about having quite serious porn addictions as well. Yeah. And one of the things I think is because porn, it's one of those like 
the more that you watch something, obviously, generally, the more, mm-hmm. like, hardcore you end up going. Yeah. And I think we talk about that with, like, videos online or with, Incels. like, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Incels. Another topic. <laughs> but how, like, you know, that's what YouTube does to keep mm-hmm. you watching it. It just mm-hmm. shows you, like, I don't know, you go from watching, like, a sourdough baking recipe and suddenly it's like who can stuff the most sourdough in their face in like 50 seconds I don't know I love that it just you know it escalates and the same thing I think happens with people when they're watching porn and there isn't a safe place for us to even talk about that either no because it's because it's seen as taboo like it is seen like I don't know do how many people I mean we're (laughs) we're in a privileged space so we have these conversations about porn Mm. and all these kind of things but for the average person, the average Joe or Joanna, how do you have those conversations? Yeah. You know, who do you have those conversations yeah. with? And there's that fuckama, that shame to mm. talk about things like this. Mm. I think it's hilarious. Mm. I think we should be talking about porn twenty four seven. Okay, maybe not twenty four seven. Maybe like eight five. <laughs> eight five. <laughs> but I eight think we need to. We yeah. need to be talking about it because. It's ridiculous. It, it, it saddens me that um, these young men, and it's not even young men, it's men like our age, it's the young boys that we go teach who think that it's actually, that's what is expected yeah. and that's what they want. And then you have this conversation, or you have a conversation with the guys that you know, mm. and they're just like, what? Yeah, you know? totally. And it's for so much stigma. And then I think the other key area in like all of this is mm. thinking about people that work within the sex industry sex workers yep. um porn stars and stuff yep. and particularly if you're looking at women and marginalized mm-hmm. groups lgbt sex mm-hmm. workers and things how the porn industry particularly the way that it's set up at the moment and especially if you're not paying for your mm-hmm. porn how many issues there are that are going around there so without issues. talking obviously f- i'm not a porn star so without talking mm-hmm. for them but I'm having, again, read and listened quite a lot into it. There are issues around consent and around Mm -hmm. SDI checks and around Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. And if you're not consuming your... It's like anything. If you're not consuming your porn ethically, Mm -hmm. then there's probably some bullshit going on and someone's getting harmed. And it's all of this stuff that, like you said, Mm because there's so much fuckamar and shame around it. Mm -hmm. We can't even have those conversations. No. No one wants to have those conversations. And we judge porn stars. It's like, stop judging. You all fucking watch it. Yeah, like, like why are we judging it? Like, good on you. I cannot sit in that position for as long as you can. (laughs) Like, I'm just starfished on the back half the time because I'm a lazy bitch, but that's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Not with your legs around your ears and, like, wrapped in all sorts of positions. No, no, no. I've got a dodgy knee, Uh. (laughs) um, so that is not my life choice. Sorry, Mum, for listening. Um, But I think it's one of those things is that um, it's just really ridiculous that we're not having these conversations more and it's really ridiculous that we're not keeping um, young people safe because it's it is like you said it's a disservice to men and for women because they just don't know yeah where to go and what to do and 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 then what happens is then people start talking about how um, people don't want to pay for it because it's like super expensive and all this shit but you're watching it, so mm, you should pay for exactly. it. Exactly. So, yeah. ethical porn tell that leads us on to Tell me perfectly. some ethical porn. Well, I didn't do that on purpose or anything. Ah, you're so good. Well, porn is like more accessible than it's ever been mm-hmm. before. Right? You don't have to go to like the dairy, hide the porno magazine behind oh, yeah. like the the other Women's Day magazine and then just go shh and then scurry off. You don't exactly. have to do that anymore. And, like, because of that reason, 
um, if there's not proper regulation and proper mm-hmm. protections for people working in the adult pleasure industry, yeah, um, and that's even more so for sex workers and often who are often women or like mm-hmm. or even children and minorities and mm-hmm. LGBT plus um, community and stuff, then those people are often exploited. So that's mm-hmm. why it's really important. And, um, you know, we've already talked about how stuff around issues around consent and then also around like protective sex decisions that mm-hmm. don't always come into porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't, if we think about capitalism and we think about like actors and um, the profits, they often don't even, they often fail to even reach the actors. It's mm-hmm. often kept by, you know, the video directors and stuff. And if you're not paying for your porn, you're just contributing to that because you're exploiting oh, those wankers. communities even more. So the whole point of, ethical porn um is that it really prioritizes like the actors um who are in the videos Mm -hmm. and it's about making sure that they've got proper protection you know that there's proper sdi checks in place they're paid properly Mm -hmm. and they're seeing the profits of the porn that they're creating um and also it's generally about showing a way more diverse Mm -hmm. kind of porn you know like sexuality race um, mm-hmm. women's pleasure like it's just oh, good. an LGBT plus community yeah. kink like all of that stuff it's about being more inclusive and showing and more it's... it's actually like having gone into watching ethical porn mm. like the storylines like everything it's just more like story, thought huh? that's gone through it it's like it's cool it's um, like a movie yeah and like I guess that's a really important thing is that um, is, the, is the kink world right so People are kink shamed 24-7. I'm doing a lot of 24s, a lot of 5 to 8s, a lot of math in this episode. You're clearly on your brain. God, I know know how much time people are spending on being shamed. And being kink shamed is, like, ridiculous. And, And the unfortunate thing is that when people are being kink shamed, it then means that they're learning that their only way of understanding that world, even if that's something that brings them pleasure, is looking into pornography. Mm. And when it's um, in the pornography that is just kind of mainstream, it also means that they are learning um, harmful ways of doing things. Mm. So like um, with breath play and stuff, yeah. people are thinking, yeah, you just actually strangle someone. Yeah. And that's not how it is. And so or they think that everyone's just into that when yeah. they're not. It's a very specific thing. And yeah. some people will be, but it's a big conversation that you need to have, have. around those kind of issues. You're so yeah. right. So what's good with ethical porn is yeah. it kind of means that there's, it's not like a how-to kind of thing, but you see the process. You see that there's more to it than just yeah. like straight choking, you know? Absolutely. The other awesome thing about a lot of ethical porn, mm-hmm. and particularly, we're going to give you like a whole load of links to a load of um, mm-hmm. ethical porn websites. And by we, Ella, um, <laughs> I always forget to do that on the Instagram. Sorry, uh, team. And I know lots of ethical <laughs> porn websites. Um, but um, they're often, loads of them are women owned as well. So it's really, really cool because cool. you're, you're supporting, um, and I think probably most of the ones that we're going to post, but most of them are women owned. Um, and that's really, really ace as well. And I think part of the reason for that is it's because it's a lot more focused around women and women's play but it's also like it's still super pleasurable for Mm -hmm. anyone else as well but there's just this kind of added focus on that and it's just a lot more diverse and fun so and you don't need to feel so guilty and real simple like a real there's loads of them we're going to post loads of them up there um but one that i think lots of the probably the biggest well-known ethical porn website is uh, obviously OnlyFans, where you are directly paying people who you want to see their pages and you want to see see their their stuff so that's that's just a very simple one but then there's also ones where you can get full-blown movies a lot more like your typical porn. I like 
the idea because that's the thing is OnlyFans has been shamed hugely and at the moment. People hey? on OnlyFans get yeah, shamed all the time. Yeah. But when you think about it, you're like, but actually, it is like the the most streamlined process yeah. to ethically pay for someone's content and someone's work. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Directly pay the person that you're getting your pleasure from, which is yeah. how things should be. And if, and they've consented to putting themselves on yeah. there. So then you should be going, cool, mutual mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. Let me pay you the dollar bills. Exactly. And it's, and it's not expensive. It's all about preventing people from being exploited, mm-hmm. from respecting people's, you know, arts and their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also as having better conversations. Like I think, Porn is such a huge topic mm-hmm. and it really links so much into sex education because Fuck, there isn't yeah. any sex education, but no. we really need to like, yeah, we yeah. need to have good conversations about it and schools need to fucking, I know it's Step awkward. Up. Yeah, but find professionals that can talk about it. Find people that really know the stuff that can come in and talk to um, kids. Contact Ella or I. <laughs> we will come to your school to talk about sex. We do not <laughs> mind. We will not be doing the condom on the banana thing, probably, though. So we'll have different conversations. <laughs> Welcome back. Hi. RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, wait, sorry. Went too early there. No, I liked it. Um, this is the RuPaul's part. RuPaul's Drag Race. This is a part of the show where we do our See You Next Thursday rant or rave. And if you haven't already noticed, we're going to just do like, I don't know, is it a rant or a rave? I have no it's idea. It's like a, a conversation. Dis- it's going to be a conversation about RuPaul's Drag Race because we have spent... Auntie RuPaul did us duty. I know. We've been watching both... Oh, spoiler, by the way. If you don't... <laughs> If you are right. going to watch them and you haven't watched the finale or whatever yet, then we are going to talk all about it. So, so quit, please, like, don't, quit, don't stop, listen. pause, just don't go anywhere near spoiler, the end. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But we have been watching both... We've actually been watching both the American and the British um, seasons. Yeah, it's been pretty great. Um, but we've been particularly disappointed by the ending, the finale of the American. What is it, season 13? Season 13. I love how you're like particularly disappointed. It's not like particularly dis- disappointed. I'm raging. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ella and I, from the get go, we like, we watch it, we pick who we want to win. It's in like every season we do it. Mm-hmm. I say that we do this in every season. We've known each other for a year, like a year and a half. All the seasons um, that we've the watched seasons together. We've watched together. And that includes the UK version that we saw as well. Yes. And like, look, Auntie RuPaul. Ah, that American... The American so one. So basically they ended up with four... Incredible... Yeah, incredible queens. Incredible queens. You had um, Gottmik, yeah. my favourite. Like, Me too. Loved her. I loved her journey. Um, yeah, her she's, story. She's a trans queen. I think it's mm. fucking incredible. Um, and then you've got Simone, who I thought also... Oh. beautiful queen and all of her like pieces had a real statement and she was very much about like activism within her drag which was really really cool i liked and she wanted to bring black culture oh not black black culture into black drag black drag drag, (laughs) um into rupaul's stage it was cool 
And then you had Rosé, which yeah. I love Rosé. She I, was very, like, theatre background, yeah. Scottish. Scottish. She, but she was very, like, not, look, we're not running them down, but I'm just like, she was very put together. Yeah, she was. She was not my fave. No. And then you had Candy Muse. Cat, who, again, she came on a huge, big journey. Beautiful journey. And beautiful, beautiful. she, her, like, performances were always awesome. Like, she was a great yeah. lip sync. But her actual, like, Aesthetic? runway... Yeah, her runway outfits and stuff were just not quite there. And we'd obviously... Not to my level yeah, of, like, got Meg, who yeah. was a fucking queen. I know. I mean, they're all fantastic, but... I mean, they're better yeah. than what we could do. <laughs> so. Way better. You really can't judge. But then, yeah, when we saw the result... Well, you we, you actually saw the result So first. I saw it yesterday, and I messaged Ella, and I said, I've done a thing. Um, I've accidentally found out... Who won? Now, by accidentally, did I Google Wikipedia it? Yes, I did. So it wasn't um, accidental. It wasn't accidental. Well, it was accidentally that Wikipedia opened on my phone and I found out the answer. Oh. Um, but I was like, I feel like I've been done dirty. Yeah. So Simone, Simone's incredible. Incredible, incredible. She, um, she won. She won. She won. Trigger, she Simone won. won. Um, and then in second place was Candy Muse. And I, I just, just none of us agreed with this <laughs> because, like we've already yeah. said, Gormick was probably our fave, but Simone was probably like my second fave. Yeah, Simone was definitely my second. There. But it was Simone yeah. for me. It was Gormick, Simone, Rose, Candy. Now it's not because of anything other than I think if you look at the scorecard, yeah, Gormick and Simone were incredible. Simone was in the bottom more. Um, but she lip synced her life. She had incredible statement pieces. Um, she struggled when she had to create her own, right? Mm. Um, Gottmik was fucking flawless throughout. Oh, she was incredible. She was never in the bottom. And she just, like... Never lip synced yeah. for her life. Candy was frequently in the bottom. Um, and her pieces at... There was just none of... It wasn't quite... I just don't level. know. It's but they... I think the thing that's frustrating is it just all came down to, like, a lip sync at the end. And, like... I know that that's such a big, huge part of drag, and that's obviously going to be part of the finale, but, like, to just forget everything else, and even on the night, like, to not look at what the outfits were, I'm like, but they're just so beautiful. I don't know. And then I'm all the other performances. shaking yeah. my hand. I just think, like, cool as RuPaul, you, you are a queen, you know what is good, you know what you want. I'm glad for Simone. Oh, yeah. I just am not impressed that Candy came second. Because in my mind... And Gottmik came fourth. Gottmik fucking deserved, like, top two. Yeah. So anyways, um, <laughs> we've just had a run. And basically, that round to rave wasn't to provide you any information. It was just for us <laughs> to release what's been going on. So if you don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, you won't really care as much. But if you do, fucking oh. comment below. And this is a rave about RuPaul. It's a rave, rave about RuPaul's Drag Race, but a rant about the result of the most most recent series. Fuck but, you yes. know, we'll absolutely continue to watch. Huge fans. Always, always, um, always. We're going to watch um, UK's version season one I now. know, because you haven't seen it I yet. I haven't seen it. But and I, I like a, I've got a thingy that can let me stand, and I don't know what's going on. So. <laughs> and on that uh, note, <laughs> and on that note, like, share, subscribe, Goodbye. and please tell your friends in Fano about us. If things have triggered you today, or you're worried about something you, a friend, or a Fano member is experiencing, 
please reach out to Women's Refuge on 0800 733 843 and follow the instructions to find your local refuge. You can also call Lifeline on 0800 543 354 or you can text 1737 to access free counselling here in New Zealand. For our friends and whānau outside of New Zealand, let us know where you are so we can support you in accessing the right services for you. We would love it if you can rate, review and subscribe on whichever platform you use. This really helps our wee podcast grow. And just remember to fuck the patriarchy. And see you next Thursday.